Like the hoes on OnlyFans letting Coochie show To introduce the show when I sent this to Sam Axe Oh God, that nigga said, oh God, you the man, Cass I spit white like a clan mask And I'm a hustler, I could stand out on the beach and sell sandbags Some things can last, but this ain't just a podcast This is Sam Ant and Oh God Cass Hip hop uncensored is the vibe, so subscribe. Hip hop uncensored is the vibe, so subscribe. Oh God, driving Sam and riding passenger side, and you heard it out the mouth of the greatest rapper alive. Hip hop uncensored is the vibe, so subscribe. Hip hop uncensored is the vibe, so subscribe. Oh God, driving Sam and riding passenger side, and you heard it out the mouth of the greatest rapper alive. Go gang. Welcome to another episode of the Hip Hop Uncensored Podcast. I'm your brother, Old Guy, from Hip Hop News Uncensored. And sitting across to me is my co-host. What up, what up, y'all? It's your man, Sam Ant. Viral Hip Hop News. We're in the building for a special edition of the Hip Hop Uncensored Podcast. And, oh, God, we got a special guest in the building. Cheers, cheers, cheers. We got our man, Jay Holiday, on the podcast today. How you doing today, family? What it do, man? I'm good. I'm good. What about y'all? How y'all? Blessed to be here, man. Blessed to be on the podcast. Can you hear us? How y'all holding up? Yeah, I can hear you. How, uh, how y'all holding up in this uh, pandemic? We working, man. We just, we just stay busy, stay working. Like you said, we got our own studio. So we okay. just keep the content, man, and just living. <laughs> That's a bet. That's a bet. Enjoying some football, man. We uh, we just started a sports podcast, two viral sports podcasts, and we huge football fans. My cousin's a, a birdie, an Eagles fan, and I'm a DC Washington uh, football team yeah. fan. Come on. There. Come on. Scan. They ain't think we could do it. They ain't think we could do it. Let's work. They ain't you know think we could do it. Let's work. He was like, I hope this motherfucker ain't gonna watch the football team fan. I was Boy. like, I hope he ain't, god damn it. Four, four in a row, baby. Four how you feeling? How you feeling with Ron? Man? How, how you feeling with everything going on? Man, I, I you know, it's it we've been having our problems, so you know, it's just good to see us get that undefeated win, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was a that was a good morale uh boost for the team. So, you know. I was talking to my cousin about Haskins, man, because he's a like I said, he's an Eagles fan and he was watching the Saints game as our game was going on with the Niners. And when Alex went down, okay. I first off, I would never think in my wildest dreams that I would need Alex Smith in the game, but we need Alex Smith right. in the game. Yeah. Young Alex boy came in, man. Saying. Hey, look, Ooh. question. Do he got to be a part of the interview? Because you know, I mean, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not a football here, good brother. I don't know anyone. Right. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, man. How you feel about Haskins, though? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, he 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 gonna he gonna get his he gonna get his bumps and his bruises, and you know, I think eventually he he'll fall in line. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people be expecting these quarterbacks to come in and just do the same thing. It's like, but this the NFL now, you know what I mean? So it's it's a little different, you know what I mean? Facts. Salute. 
Definitely. So, so how, how you been, man? Um, we know, um, we know you've been doing a lot of music lately, but last year we always ask everybody who comes onto the program, you know, about how they, you know, how things got affected when COVID hit. And um, so how did that affect you and how you living since COVID hit? Man, it's cool, man. You know, it's a, uh, I ain't even gonna say it's cool. It's, it's messed up, but, but, um, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like we, uh, we, the type of people that we are, man, we, we don't let nothing hold us down. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, you know, the shows got shut down. The venues got shut down. You know, uh, we had to cancel a couple of trips. We were supposed to go to Amsterdam and London and, you know, so it's like, you know, I can't do what I normally love to do, which is be on stage and perform for the people. So, um, that's more of a, uh, it's more of a personal, like morale kind of thing for me versus like, you know, am I, am I healthy or is my family healthy? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, money's still coming in. It's all good. You know what I mean? Right. Now throughout this conversation, we're going to have multiple conversations about the single that's dropping January 18th that we can't wait for you to talk about. So yeah, kind of talk about that early on people. A lot of people have been looking forward to some Jay holiday music. Um, right. a lot of people have been looking forward to a Jay holiday album. So right. we got a date now, January 18th. What should we expect from Jay holiday on this record? Man. Um, I think you can you can expect the 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 type of R and B flavor that I always bring, you know, uh not to take nothing away from any of the other artists or or anything like that, but you know, I try to I, I try to always pattern myself after being consistent with my sound, you know. And um it, it's obviously for the ladies. The name of it's called Ride, you know. I think that's kind of self explanatory. But um yeah, man, you just gonna it's a nice, cool, cool, smooth record, man. You know what I mean? Uh, you could cruise to it. You could make love to it. You could, you know, it, it, you could smoke to it, whatever. Sure. Talk about growing up in a DMV, man. Um, I got a lot of family out that way. It's a beautiful area. Um, how did growing up in a DMV help mold you into being who you are today? Oh, man. Well, you know, even though the DMV has changed a lot since I left, you know, I left back in like 2000 and 2003, 2004, something like that. And I've been in Atlanta ever since. But, um, just growing up there, you know, we got the go-go and then we had numerous artists and, 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 um, actors and actresses, you know, that made us, I ain't going to necessarily say want to be famous, but you know, you like, I want to be one of those people that represent DC, you know what I mean? Or the DMV. And, um, it's just the soul that come out of it. My biggest, my biggest, uh, icon is, is Marvin Gaye. So, you know, like, just that that type of music, that type of soul to come out of that city, you know. And then we got countless others, you know, Maya, Genuine, Wale, uh, you know, showers up there, Diddy went to Howard, you know what I mean? So it's like the DMV's always been quietly influential in music and you know, sometimes in fashion and and all those types of things. So you know, right around your time, um, about 07, when um, Bed came out and the height of that, we were talking. That was about right around the time that R&B started taking a little bit of a turn. Not not right. during your night turn, but it was starting to take a little bit of a turn where R&B wasn't so much R&B anymore. You've seen R&B yeah. artists trying to be rappers and rappers trying to be R&B artists, and it kind of watered down. It's such a beautiful art. And right. R&B, the group, the, the singer and all that, you were kind of one of those last uh, frontiers in that genuine mm-hmm. R&B. Um, yeah. Just talk about the transition in R&B and how you felt as a whole once you started seeing that transition happen and, and throughout. I mean, shit, till now, I see a lot of female R&B <laughs> artists doing their thing, but male R&B artists, I think there's a lack of. And this is why it's exciting for Jay Holiday to be coming back on the scene. 
Oh man, you know what? The, like the transition is like you always had like uh what is it like the athletes wanted to be like the entertainers, you know what I mean? And um they wanted to dress like the entertainers, and you know, obviously, you know, they in the locker room or whatever, listen to the music or whatever. And I just feel like it went from the rappers wanting to be like the singers to the singers wanting to be like the rappers when every lane is different. You could be from the hood and still have a certain swag, but you could still be an R&B. You could still be straight up and down R&B. You don't have to figure out that whole, well, how do I get in the club? You know, I mean, sometimes for me, it's like, dang, I ain't really had too many club joints, but it doesn't necessarily bother me personally. I know it bothers other artists because, you know, I, I think a lot of people think that that's where you make your most money. You know, if you're in the club and you're selling more records and that's not always necessarily true. You know, so with with the transition, it's just like some people don't have that. I I don't want to say it and and then sound like I'm like being a dickhead or nothing. But, you know, sometimes you got to you got to deal with the talent that you have. You know what I mean? So if your talent can't just stick in that R&B lane, hands hands down, then you're going to try to try to fit into that auto tune world or that, you know, I I don't like to call it mumble rap, you know, but, you know, that that kind of. Mm-hmm. that kind of sound you know what i mean so right. i mean the transition for me is it, it is what it is man you got to change with the times but i'm never going to change my sound you know i, I have mixtape stuff that i do those type of records on but mm-hmm. i'm not doing that on my albums you know what I'm right. saying? appreciate that i know the fans <laughs> he said appreciate that <laughs> yeah Authentic yeah shit, we, love, we love some good r&b man like for especially old school stuff but um take us back to the construction of bed man that song it's self-explanatory but that was like the song that, that really put you on on. Could, could you go back and, 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 you know, tell us about, you know, creating that where you created what, what the inspiration came from uh, bed, man, actually. So, and I always say this and what's all right. So let me, for a minute, people thought me and dream were beefing. So dream, dream wrote the record and he wrote suffocating yeah. for a minute, for whatever reason, I guess they thought we were beefing kind of find out he was mad at me, but in every interview that I do, I always make sure that people know, that he wrote the record, you know, and um, so basically how it came how it came about was we had our uh, be with me, the album was done, um, and because the sound of be with me was so like old school soul, like with like a little bit of twist, they was like yo, but we need that we need that one record, we need we just need that one record, and um, just so happens my uh, my whole team came from Capital. And uh, they was just, they was like, we're going to come to Atlanta. We're not leaving until we find the record. Just so happens while they was having a meeting, Dream walked in. And so they like, yo, Dream, we know you got one. He was like, well, I got one. I just sent to Chris. But, you know, I don't know if you heard it or not yet, but I'll play it for y'all. Whatever. They played the joint. They struck the deck like five, six, seven minutes later. And then they called me on the phone. was like, yo, you need to get down to the studio and record this right now. So mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty much how that happened. And I said, you said Chris Brown, um, songs meant for him as well. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it, it was offered to him, but okay. you know, like, you know how the game go, man, mm-hmm. it ain't yours till you pay for it. And we yeah. just, we struck the check, you know what I mean? At the time, Dream was coming off of the umbrella, so he really hadn't pop pop as a writer yet. So in his mind, he like, I got a hundred thousand dollar check in front of me right now. The record's yours, you know what I mean? So you, I, I was. 
not as high as you was, but I was in the music industry as well. And I, I used to remember sitting in studios and, and hearing, well, we need that one record. We need that one record yeah. back where the music industry and you had your A&Rs and they kind of had a stronghold over the right. art where it was like, okay, they had, the, they were pushing the buttons how they wanted to. Right. Thinking about that and thinking about now, how is music and the dynamic of the business changed for you? Cause I know you went through a lot with capital and then the whole ordeal with that. And now coming out now being independent now music is being so different than it was back in 07. How do you feel about the dynamic of music then and now? Man, the dynamic has changed. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm an old soul, bro. I'm grassroots. I'm, I'm, you know, hit the pavement, you know, let's get in front of people. I'm not really on the streams and the, and the, the, the Instagrams and all that. Like I don't really care for it too much. You know, I get it. It's a part of the game now, uh, but it's different, man. It's just, and I think that that's the fall through with R and B because R and B is an up close, up front and personal type of art. You know what I mean? So when people stop doing the in stores and and you know the the listening parties and all that, I just feel like the dynamic changed. But I got caught up where I left Capital, and then right before L A Reid left Def Jam, he was like, "Well, you know what I'm saying? I signed you up. Like I, I understand. I always liked you as an artist. So he signed me, and then he left." So mm-hmm. I was just, they just put me on the shelf, you know what I'm saying? So in in the process of that whole dynamic changing, I was sitting on the shelf at Def Jam. So that's why it seemed like, oh, well, what happened to Jay Holiday? Jay Holiday has a deal with Def Jam. But you know, I was I, I got shelf. They had they had everybody, you got artists that was there years before me. They had Rihanna, they had Kanye, they had Neo, they had, you know, I mean, I could go on and on about what their roster was at that time, but you know, the dynamic is crazy, man, but it, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I feel like going back to the talent, if you got the talent, you're standing the test of time. You know what I mean? You have any regrets about that time coming up? Um, Not really, man. You know, you could sit back and you could you could you could beat yourself up. Say I could have said yes to this. Like I was the no artist. I was the no artist. Like anything I didn't feel comfortable with. No, I'm not doing it. You know, so I think. In a lot of aspects, I might have shot myself in the foot when it came to some of those things. But in the end, I still have my my dignity and I, I, I still feel complete and whole as an artist and know that I stay true to myself. So, I mean, you know, it, that that just is what it is. Like regrets. Not really, man. I might have just should have stayed at work. Y'all would have never heard of Jay Holliday. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's during that time where the, the quote unquote shelving period happened when you when you went to Jeff Jam and then Ellie Reed leaves. That was around that height of that Illuminati period too. everyone on the Internet was hearing that, hearing that, hearing that. You weren't famous as a black man or woman unless you sold your soul to the devil. And if you got shelf, you wasn't putting your booty hole out there. Something wild was going on. <laughs> yeah. You already know, brother. You already I, know. I mean. Is it true? I, I never got in depth with all those people to really say whether it's true or if it's not, you know, I, everybody knows blackballing happens. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and I was told once, like right within the beginning, I was told you a new artist, you should be doing whatever we ask you to do. Mm-hmm. And that rubbed me the wrong way up until now. It's like, I'm a new artist. I should be doing whatever you tell me to do. Like, what are you talking about? I named the album. I wrote most of the songs on that album. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I, I brought to you talent of the hard work that I've put in years and years and years of trying to get signed. And you're trying to tell me I'm not allowed to have an opinion now. Like, so, you know, 
that a lot of that happened. But with the Illuminati, I don't know. I mean, I, I've researched all of that, and I've researched the actual real Illuminati. Like they could they could keep talking about Black Illuminati and all that all they want to. That's that's up to them. Um, it don't do nothing but it, it alienates the people that might actually have something else to offer to. You know what I mean? So at what point you said they Def Jam kind of shelved you? At what point were you able to um, you know, break free contractually and begin to be independent and do your own thing? At what point did that come for you? Well, for me, I actually sat a lot longer than I actually needed to. I sat on Def Jam for two and a half years. And I sat because it's like, all right, I had to deal with capital. Damn, you know, they had the bodyguard soundtrack and Garth Brooks. Okay, I did that. And then it's like, who wouldn't want to come out with an album on Def Jam? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, come on, they're gonna they go they gonna give me my shot. I'm gonna just sit here patient. I'm gonna sit here patient. And then it gets to the point of man, I'm not putting out no music, and everybody else is still just going. So I just asked for a release, and they have to release me. Because you know, in any contract, which a lot of people don't know this, when the artist is ready to put out an album, the label has to put the album out. And if they're not ready to put the album out, they got to let you go. So, you know, I, I use I use my out clause. <laughs> for, you know, as an artist and somebody that just loves the music and genuinely loves the music, it's hard to kind of separate that from the business. And once everything kind of comes full circle and you realize it is a business, I know it kind of can weigh mentally. I know it weighed mentally on me dealing with the business. It, it just kind of puts you in a different space where it's like, is the music... Do I love the music enough to go through this? Like, I just want to say. Boy. Oh. <laughs> Talk about that transition like, for you. That had to be dude, tough. I love it. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I could sing bad and suffocate for the rest of my life, get shows for that for the rest of my life. Fact. You know, and people like, oh, he's a one hit wonder, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, I've done things, you know what I'm saying? But it's still like, I, I got the love of it from first performing on stage in high school it wasn't let me put out an album like my my biggest wish and hope and dream was to come out with one song hear it on the radio one time Mm -hmm. and for me i accomplished something you know what i'm saying so to get above and beyond that it was just like you know to travel around the world and do these shows and go to all the continents except for antarctica you know what i mean like it's it, it do something to you it's a drug bro you know what I mean? So, like, I went through my withdrawals, and then it was just like, man, but then you you walk back into that to that arena or that theater. You know how they say, you know, alcoholics shouldn't hang out in bars. And, you know, mm-hmm. like recovering alcoholics shouldn't hang out in bars. Like, mm-hmm. I walked back into the bar, and I had I had to had I had to had a drink, man. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> I you know it. what I mean? Absolutely. So, what do, what do you say to the people who who because you know they're gonna say you know one hit wonder thing? What do you say to those critics who say? You fell off your one hit wonder. Um, I tell them to do their research on that one hit that they speak of, which I mean, if they want to be technical, I had two number one hits, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, like I, I say, go back to that to that single, to that to the bad single and see what records that single broke. You know what I mean? Like that single broke a Michael Jackson record. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody take that from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you know, it's it's just haters gonna hate man you know and that's that's just a, a form of hate that people don't even realize that's hate you know what i mean it's just like i'm not gonna down you i might say that what you're saying like if i if i came out here and said yo i'm the king of r&b i would be lying to myself mm-hmm. 
because I haven't accomplished things that I consider to be kings of R&B that they've accomplished. So I would never say that. You know what I'm saying? But if I hear somebody else saying it, which I did, and I spoke on it, yep. you know what I mean? It's like, ah, uh, this and that. What you doing now? I'm, I'm still waking up when I want to wake up. I'm still going to go do shows. Like I, I'm, my job is to BJ Holiday. That's my job. I'm still getting paid to do that, whether you see it or not. I've never been the flashy type of person. So they don't understand that. If you're not flashing your jewels or your cars and all that, I've had all those cars. I got an F pace right now. People don't know that because I don't show it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't, it's not, it's not important to me to be validated by them. All mm-hmm. I want to do is entertain. That's right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I got in for. I'm an entertainer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, you know, you gotta let the haters hate, man. It is what it is. So when Jacquees said that, what was your issue with him? You know, saying that he was the king of R and B. He just wasn't. You know, simple and simple and plain. <laughs> he just wasn't. You know what I mean? Like you, you didn't even get recognized singing your own records. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, basically a studio karaoke artist. That's how I looked at it. You know what I'm saying? And he's come out with his own records at this point. But where is he? Who's talking about him right now? You understand what I'm saying? He came mm-hmm. out with that. What? It was round two. And then he changed, which is another funny thing. He tried to name his album round two. People was like, you might not want to do that. Jay Holiday's second album was called round two. Mm. So I'm wow. like, now y'all take, now y'all taking jabs. Okay. Then he had to change the name and change the name to King of R&B. He, he, he shot himself in the foot with that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't have nothing bad to say about him. You know what I mean? People, people allowed to like who they like. You know, his fans are his fans, mine are mine. It is what it is. You know, and as of late, the last couple of years, you you've been on the internet and been in the news of hip hop, not so much for the music, so much of the social media shit. And you can tell that you aren't the social media cat and then the stuff that you say you get caught up. Not not say intentionally, like the intention maybe right. kind of steered a different way with social media kind of right. grabbing doing this thing with it you tell you had criticism about beyonce the, the females cardi b they came at you in regards to the grammys and the men doing their thing and then you had criticism um with jacques and some other things how talk about that that transition the internet and social media and how you had to kind of dive through that man you know i just said what i said man and and you know my thing is it's like if it's R&B has a lot of, it's been a lot of pain in the music in R&B, you know what I'm saying? And I think people misunderstood where I was going with it, which was at the end of the day, everybody doesn't get in this to be a role model. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when I said what I said about B, it was nothing about a direct attack on her character. Like, I don't know her, you know what I'm saying? But my daughter looked up to her. My 15-year-old daughter looked up to her. At this point, she can no longer listen to Beyonce. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, we don't, and, and that type of, you know, raising your kids, you have to be careful, you know, what you let your kids listen to. You know what I mean? And it was just certain messages in the songs that I just wasn't agreeing with. And, you know, I just spoke on what I had to speak on, you know. And then it's like people get in social media and they want to start downing the brothers. But then it's like, do y'all understand that? The system that they set up for us, y'all are feeding into. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they lock us up and then y'all talk shit about us. Yeah. Like when we gonna win. <laughs> mm. But the minute a man says something about a woman, now he's 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 a uh 
what he's a uh what, what's the word they use misogynist he's a, yeah misogynist chauvinist whatever you know chauvinist, like, yeah. like get out of here man you know what i mean like i'm not allowed so i'm not allowed to have an opinion as a black man in america i'm not allowed to have an opinion is what you're telling me we actually had a um we had a conversation on on this podcast about when um the whack song came out with cardi b and meg the stallion and that was kind of some of my same issues i'm like yeah it's cool for us but right. like, what about a girl, <laughs> you know, that's watching this. Like, this is also crazy ass message, you know, right. for them. Yeah, so I, I definitely salute you for at least speaking up and using your platform to do so. Definitely. Yeah, but you know, I want to try down there, man. Get that money. Like, I, it is yeah. what it is. You know, but like you said, they they took it all the way left, and man, the beehive was was attacking me, boy. Imagine, boy. I, I had bees all through my DMs. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Boy, don't, don't say nothing about Beyonce. That's all I can say. I learned my lesson. <laughs> These bees come in different shapes, sizes, bees of killer bees out there. Boy, I learned my lesson, boy. <laughs> Sheesh. All right. So January 18th, like we said early on, you got a new single coming out on the heels of a new album coming out later on in 2021, man. Talk about the uh, the record. Can you give a name? What's it called? And um, oh, yeah. talk about the motivation behind that joint. So the album's called Time, and um, I named the album Time because uh, sort of like I've never been in prison. I've been locked up a couple times, but, you know, I've never done no hard time. Not, you know, a couple hours here, there, whatever. But um, I feel like the music industry is sort of like being in prison. You know what I mean? Um, it's like the time don't stop when you locked up. So, like, when you're on the shelf... Mm-hmm. Which, in my sense, would be locked up. Ain't nobody stopping. Everybody on the, in the outside world still moving. They still going. They still going. They still going. So for me, I was just playing with a lot of different concepts of what time is. You know, time in relationships. Uh, just time in a general sense of time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. It's it, that's it's basically straightforward, man. You hear it in the, in the songs. You know. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're ride with the single ride. You know, that's just me letting folks know, you know, they talk about sex. If you're a minute man and this and that and blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's t- it's time and everything. You know what I mean? So that's that's basically the, the, the surrounding idea of the album, man. It's just letting people know I'm doing my time. So I'm out now. They just released me. You know what I mean? So, so what keeps you going, man, after all this time? And, you know, sometimes we get passions. And, you know, we kind of lose and we go on other things and we get passionate for other things. So what keeps you going and still wanting to create, you know, great music for your fans and yourself? Uh, the whack music that's out there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, and that's not to name no names or nothing, but, you know, I'm allowed to like what I like. You know, it is what it is. But I just feel like I tell this to people all the time out of all genres of music. Hip hop and R and B are the most laughable and talked about in a joking manner outside of hip hop and R and B. We a joke to the rest of the music industry. Mm. We a joke. They 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 get us when they want to make money with us, mm-hmm. and then they throw us away when they're done. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, you got people beefing like, like come on, man. You know, like let's get the money and let's actually make our music make sense for our people. And not just necessarily, like, I mean, all right, we all come from a certain place. You want to talk about the hood? Talk about the hood. I get it. I'm from the hood. I understand. I can relate to it. 
but you know, you just can't solely just focus on that. You know what I mean? Right. You gotta you gotta show growth, you gotta show positivity, even if it's talking about a messed up situation that you was in, but how it helped you become a different person or a better person or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh I just think that I think we a joke to the rest of the to the rest of the music industry. You know what I mean? That's and I, I just try to do my part so you know people can say, Well, at least Jay Holiday's being consistent. You know, kind of expound on that. You see, um, in, in hip hop um in particular, rappers dying, getting shot, getting murdered, um, and also being incriminated, getting caught up with the feds and things like that, being put away. And a lot of criticism is being put on certain media platforms for certain questioning and the way they ask questions. Have you ever been um aware of that and, and how do you feel about that? The media's responsibility in the way they disseminate the information and the way they question some of the people they have on. I look at it like this, man. The media been the media, gonna be the media. That's the media is there to put out whatever news, whatever, whatever, whatever their platform is, and whatever their uh I guess their motto is, that's what they're gonna do. You know what I mean? As artists, we should be aware of that. You know what I mean? Um, I can get into an interview, and if it's something I just don't want to talk about, don't ask me about it. You know what I mean? Like you're allowed to say that, you know what I mean? But I just feel like everybody. So remember for for a long time, hip hop was like, oh man, you just got a lot of studio gangsters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now the new artist is like, we ain't studio. We doing it. Right. But then but then they dying and they getting locked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like is that they're 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 put in this situation to prove to the world that what they were talking about is true. Mm. You know what I mean? And I just feel like I mean, it's, it sucks that it got to be like that. You know what I mean? I understand the thought process. I mean, right. I get it. If I was a rapper, I would want to prove that I actually did it. But it, it comes a time when you got to realize that ain't the life you in no more. And, and and your people around you should understand that. You know? So. Yeah. Now, you know, back when you were, you know, in your heyday, you know, back when, you know, we about the same age. I'm 35. I think you're 36 right now. It wasn't, social media wasn't real heavy, you know, when you were doing your thing like that. So how do you think right. your career would have been different if we had these outlets popping like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like we did um, then now, um, back then? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, man. What's funny, I, I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people don't know about me. I don't like people, man. <laughs> 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 like I'm, I'm, I'm a natural introvert. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's funny that I always have this conversation because I'm the artist that will take a picture with everybody. Got a little bit of technical difficulty right now. You still with his brother? What's up? Yeah. We're in the building right now with Jay Holiday on the Hip Hop Uncensored Podcast. So go ahead and hit that like button, hit that five-star rating as we get him back on here yeah. on this podcast. Definitely enjoying it. We had a busy-ass day today. Oh, God, we put in some Yeah, more. man. Four interviews, man. Indeed. We look like we're getting him back. A connection issue. Hey, you back with us, brother? Yeah. My, mine never went out. I could hear y'all. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. Oh. We, we, we seem to have you back on now. I'm good to go. Um, yeah, so what were we talking about? We were talking um, about... What were we talking about? I drew a blank. We all drew a blank. No, you're an introvert. You're an introvert. Yeah, yeah. You're an introvert. You can take pictures with people. Oh, yeah. You know, so I take oh, pictures with yeah. everybody in the spot. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, 
So even then, I've just never been the social media person. I'm a private person, so it's like I don't feel like the world need to know what I ate today and, <laughs> and what outfit I'm wearing today. Like, if you see me while I'm out, then it's cool. Say what's up. But I'm not going to necessarily tell the world that every day. So I don't I don't know if it would be different for me. I think it would might have might have been different as far as being able to just fall into the transition of it. You know what I'm saying? When everything started changing and the streaming and all of that. But as far as me personally, I don't know. I, I, I really couldn't say. Now with the album coming out later on in the year and obviously um, stuff being different with COVID, um, does it bother you that you really can't tour the way you want to or what's the plan for touring in 2021? Yeah, it bothers me, but what we're going to do, we're going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to find some nice intimate venues. I mean, there's places that's open, but then again, we also don't know if it's going to get worse or if it's going to get better at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So, um, we just gonna play that part by ear. Like everybody's like, "Yo, do a do an online concert for what? For free? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that for free, man. Like, what are you talking about? Right. You mean you mean to tell me you want me to do a concert for free when these people wasn't buying tickets when the when the venues was open? No Talk sir, yeah. <laughs> no sir, yeah. I'm not doing it. Definitely now, no. now, does that impact the, the the release date of the album? Is that why it's no date yet? Kind of nah, actually, we was we was actually waiting to see how this thing was gonna pan out, and then we was like, man, we get to the we we didn't let the year go by. Right. I mean, you know, we put out things here and there throughout the year, but it was just like, man, let's just give them the music, man, and um, and and we're gonna just let God handle the rest, man. You know, uh, cause like that's like I said, back to me being a grassroots. Like I like to touch the people, man. You know what I mean? As much as I don't necessarily like crowds and stuff. Ain't nothing like being in the venue with the people, your fans, and 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 even creating new fans that that didn't know you or was like, oh, let me see them perform first. You know what I'm saying? Like when I perform, I always gain new fans. You know, so you know that that's. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, nah, but yeah, as far as the release date, now nah, it's not going to affect the release date. Like we we gonna we gonna put it out. You know. Yeah, we okay. Put it out. We were having a conversation earlier about the um you were talking about Jacquee not being the um king of R and B. Who do you think is the king of R and B in your opinion? Man, right now, Chris. Yeah. Chris Brown. Yeah. I mean, even though a lot of people would say he, he popped, but I mean Chris, Chris, Chris got it, man. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, Usher did his thing. Um, you know. R. Kelly, you know, before all the all the stuff came out, you know, I ain't gonna mm-hmm. never take that away from him. Like people can't take his catalog away from him, you know. What right. I mean, um, might look at him differently now, but yeah, I mean him. And then I even go to, you know, people talk about numbers and all this now, and never realize why Whitney Houston was like Bobby Brown's the king of R and B. He told yeah. he sold twenty million records on his first album. <laughs> like, <laughs> How could exactly see? <laughs> How could you not be the king of R and B? Yeah, so what comedian said Bobby Brown the king of R&B. That, who the fuck said that? I forgot which one joked on him, but numbers I don't lie. I think it was D.L. Hughley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah, like you said, numbers don't lie, man. You know, despite of what happened after the first album and all that, like he did what he did. R. Kelly did what he did. Chris did what he did. You know, and they've all and they all got check a pass. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. You ever have a conversation with Kanye about that fashion show when he didn't play your record and play Dreams? 
I don't. <laughs> no disrespect to Dream. Nah. I met Dream a few times, and it is what it is. <laughs> I definitely rock with your record more personally. I think we can both talk about that on the podcast. Even nah. though he to the writer. Honestly, that's that that was his decision to make. You know what I mean? Like that's your clothing line. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. You know, um, I think a lot of it had had to do with whatever their relationship is, which is, you know, it's all yeah. fine and dandy. It is what it is. But you know, I just I, I know that they got backlash about it. You know, people start hitting me like, yo, like. Did you know Kanye used your song? I was like, that ain't me. That's Dream. Hmm. You know, he play, I guess he played his uh, his reference. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you know, it is what it is, man. Like at this point, it's like people just be looking for stuff to put you in. I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. They played it. They yeah. played it. You know what I'm saying? You knew it was me. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, my song. <laughs> so it's, it is what it is. Word. And um, you know, then they just had bad and little. So I mean, like, I'm good, bro. Yeah. So besides the album, man, what's next for you in your career, man? What can your fans expect? Uh man, actually, um, I just uh did a movie out in Buffalo called Conflicted. Uh okay. I think they dropping that on January 15th. Okay. So you'll be able to view that. Uh I'm gonna be putting the link up on my Instagram soon. Um, you know, I'm writing scripts, man. I'm not, I, I'm not saying I'm getting out of music, but you know, it's other things I want to accomplish, man. You know what I mean? Um, I want to sell a couple scripts, you know, maybe direct a couple movies, man. You know what I mean? So nope. it's it's other things I want to accomplish besides just music. But, you know, music plays a big part of my heart and, and you know, who Jay Holiday is. So, you know. Hey, man. We definitely appreciate having you on. Jay Holiday in the building for a beautiful yeah, yeah. build on the Hip Hop Uncensored podcast. Man, let the people know where they can find you and your last remarks, if you don't mind, brother. Oh man, uh, you can find me on Instagram at King J Holiday. That is the only place you're gonna find me if you're talking to me anywhere else. It's not me. Uh, <laughs> um, and man, last remarks, man. Uh, stay safe, man. Each one, teach one. Uh, you know, as a as a race and as a culture, man. Let's start treating each other better. Uh, and, and try to uplift. You know, and uh, and if anybody was offended by my previous comments, uh. You know, don't judge me. That's just a black man's opinion that I was just trying to put out there um, on how I felt at the time. And um, yeah, man, y'all just stay safe out here in this pandemic. Um, wear your face mask, man. Just, just wear them. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna be out in and, and, and Atlanta, stop going out. <laughs> like, boy, I'm in Atlanta. I'm not. I'm not going nowhere. I'm cool. <laughs> That's what's up, man. We definitely appreciate you, man. And uh, go Eagles, man. Oh, hey, wow. Let him oh, get that. No, <laughs> we're gonna win the division. Don't we gotta play y'all one more time? Yeah, last game. Last game of the oh, season. Boy, that's gonna be a sad day for you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fun, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, yeah. sir. Y- y'all be good, man. You too. Salute. All right.